deal with in our everyday life. The temptation to hate people. Scrooge did not start out a hater of people. We see that in his childhood and when he was a young adult, he was not a hater of people, but, and much we could say, but because of his years of dealing in this world and the affairs of this world and dealing just in life, dealing with people, he became a hater of people. And you know, living in this world and having to deal with people, that'll do it, won't it? I said, that'll do it, won't it? I said, won't it? How many has ever been tempted to just hate somebody? (laughs) Notice in Matthew 5, verse 43, Jesus is speaking here. Matthew 5, verse 43, he says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, what's those next three words? Love your enemies. Did he say love your friends or love your enemies? Love your enemies. It's really easy to love your friends. He said love your enemies. We shouldn't be haters of people, should we? But it's really easy to be tempted to be a hater of people. Just in dealing with people and you've lived in this world at all, you know what I'm talking about. Verse 44, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That's what Jesus tells us to do. It's easier said than done, but He told us to do it, so we need to do it. Is that right? Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use and persecute you. You know, since since I got saved as as a young boy, I've had a pretty easy time loving people. Um, And you know, this is how folks will know that we're true disciples of the Lord Jesus is that we love love one another. Is that right? We have love in our hearts. The God kind of love, you know. The unconditional love. So I've had a pretty easy time. Yet over the years, I've been tempted to hate people on various occasions. Have any of you ever been tempted to hate people? Anybody? Or all of you just totally perfect? Anybody ever been tempted to hate somebody? Anybody ever feel like Scrooge? I hate people, huh? I've been tempted to hate people over the years, you know, especially especially ones that uh, that I've greatly helped. Have you ever greatly helped somebody and then they knife you in the back, so to speak? I mean, it's one thing when people just knife you in the back, but it's another thing when you've made a house payment for them because they're going to lose their house. You make a house payment for it and for them, and then a few months later they knife you in the back, or a few years later they knife you in the back, huh? 
You know, it's one thing when you help somebody and they do that to you, but or it's a one thing when people just do that to you, but when you really help them, you really help them out. Has anybody in here ever re- you really helped somebody? I mean, you really made a difference in their life, and then, uh, you know, in the process of time, they just knife you in the back. Huh? Are you all human or not? There's been people in my life over the years that have, you know, that we've helped and they've done that. And you, you know, they, they stick you in the back with the knife, so to speak. It's tempted to hate those people. And then, of course, that's not to mention family. <laughs> Don't even go there, right? <laughs> they can be fun, can't they? <laughs> We could preach a whole sermon just on that, huh? And then there's, that's not even to mention conflicts between uh, husbands and wives a lot of times. That can get interesting. I guess of all the people over the many years (laughs) that I can think of that I've been tempted to hate probably more than anyone else, was the uh, lady that I did my student teaching for uh, when it was 1986. In 1986, uh, I, uh, I was graduating from UMSL, University of Missouri-St. Louis, and then, you know, the last semester you do student teaching where, in my case, you go out to a high school and you spend, you know, a semester learning under a teacher. And, and, and so this lady that... that, that I was assigned to, uh, I mean, this woman was, well, of all the people I've ever been tempted to hate, she's at the top of the list. Four months of, I know it's not literal hell, but it it seemed like hell, man. This this woman was a piece of work. Now, uh, I mean, I'm talking four months of cruel and unusual punishment. For me. Cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, just, have you ever had to work for somebody that was just unreasonable? Huh? Huh? Just unreasonable. Now look, I wasn't perfect. Looking back at it, by no means was I perfect. And I made mistakes and, and, and all that. But I, I, I mean, you know, there's making a mistake and being punished for it. But I mean, I mean, some of the stuff that, 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 I mean, I wasn't perfect, but I mean, I didn't deserve what this woman put me through. And I could get into the details of it, but it, it was miserable. You know, student teaching should be fun. <laughs> but this woman that I got assigned to was, it, 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 was, it was absolutely miserable. I hated getting up in the morning. Uh, I taught my first message, I taught my first message, I taught my first lesson in a trigonometry class. Now, you know, when you teach your first lesson, how many of you know, first time out of the blocks, you're not going to be polished and, is that right? So I teach my first lesson, this is 27 years ago, and uh, she calls me, at home. she never said anything in the class or after class, uh, she calls me that night and says, I really think that you should consider or reconsider what you're doing 
with your life. You have no teaching ability, ability at all. It's the worst lesson I've ever seen. That'll cheer you up. <laughs> I could maybe see her talking to me like that at the, you know, after four months, you know, but after the first lesson, I mean, cut me a break. Don't you think I ought to get at least a couple of, couple of times out? Huh? Worst, worst I've ever seen. Reconsider what you want to do with your life. You have no teaching ability at all. Consider something that's non-speaking. You have no speaking ability. <laughs> and that was some of the better stuff that transpired between her and I. And then when she found out I was a Christian, that even made matters worse. You know about that. You know, Jesus said we'd be hated because we're Christians. And, you know, Scrooge said there at the end, he said, and I don't care if they hate, he said, I hate people. And then he said, and I don't care if they hate me. Is that right? Lesson we can take from that is we should want people to love us, but we should not carry the care. I mean, Scrooge said, I don't care if they hate me, but, you know, we should, we should want people to like us and love us, but we shouldn't carry the care and the burden when people reject us and hate us because people are going to do that just because we're Christians. Is that right? A lot of times there's just nothing you can do about it. But this woman, it, it was, it was it, I mean, of all the people I've ever been tempted to hate, and I've had to deal with it over the years. And uh, in fact, I, you know, us as student teachers, we'd go back to UMSL and we had a class with our other peers, you know, where we'd meet twice a week or whatever, you know, and, and we'd uh, uh, talk about, you know, what was going on in our student teaching and what we were learning. And, and there was a friend of mine there that I, I, I pulled him aside and I, I, I said to him, I didn't know him real well, but I said, you know, my, he, he asked me how my uh, assignment was going. And I said, you know, this is, this is bad. I mean, this woman I've got that I'm doing my student teaching for, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm trying everything to be, I'm not perfect, but I'm trying everything I know to do to, to cooperate and whatnot, but this is just really tough. And so he never, you know, he just listened to me. He never said anything much about it, just listened. And then I ran into him about two years later. And as, as things went, he, see, I just did my student teaching there. I was there for four months and then I was gone. But after we graduated, he got hired into that school, that high school, and he, he wasn't under her authority, thank God for that, for him, but he, was, he, he taught just down the hall from her. And, and I ran into him about two years later and he pulled me aside and he said, Terry, he said, he said, when you were telling me about this woman two years ago, he said, I thought, you know, the problem was with you, me. He said, but I've, I've been around this woman now for two years. And he said, of all the student teaching assignments that you could have gotten in the St. Louis Metroplex area, you got the worst one possible. You got the assignment from hell. <laughs> so it made me feel better to know that it wasn't just me. So over the years, I've thought about this woman from time to time. Almost sounds like a country song. I thought about this from time to time. I called her up if I had a dot. No, no. But I thought on different occasions about running for the 
school board, the Rockwood District School Board, becoming the president of the school board and firing her. I had revenge in my heart. Has anybody ever had revenge in their heart besides me? (laughs) I'm going to run for the school board. The problem is I didn't live in the school district at the time. I lived out so I couldn't run. Now I live in the school district. I could run for the school board and we could. She doesn't work there anymore. Well, she retired. I could give you a little more. Should I give you a little more on this? I went to Eureka High School, graduated in 1981. And in doing the student teaching, I went to UMSL, getting my degree from UMSL, math teacher. And the rule was you don't go back. This is a little side journey from hating people, but you can learn something from this too. You don't get to go back to where, to the school district that you did your student, that you graduated from. Did you get what I just said? So when you're in college and you're, you're doing your student teaching, you don't get to go back. You don't get to go back to the district that you graduated from, okay? And I graduated from Eureka High School in the Rockwood School District, 1981. Are you okay? So when the assignments came out, I saw that I wasn't assigned. And you see, I wanted to go back to the Rockwood School District. That's where I wanted to do my student teaching and that's where I wanted to spend my life. I wanted to teach at Eureka High School. I wanted to be a math teacher and coach the golf team. That's what I wanted to do, okay? And so when the student teaching assignments came out, I saw that I was not, because I had asked if I could please go back to Eureka High School. And so I saw that I was assigned to some other district. And so I went into the supervisor and I begged him, I said, please send me to Eureka High School, Rockwood School District. Please send me there. He said, Terry, I can't do that. can't do that. And I pleaded and I begged and I pleaded and I begged and I pleaded and I begged and I pleaded and I begged. And finally, this guy was a good guy. He was my supervisor at UMSL, but not the, he, he, it was a fella. He was a professor over there. But this lady that I did my student teaching for, she was at Lafayette High School. Now, Lafayette High School, back then, Rockwood just had Eureka and Lafayette. That was it for high schools. You see what I'm saying? And so I went in and I begged this guy. I said, please send me, please send me to the Rockwood School District. Please send me to Eureka High School. Please, please, please. So finally he said, Terry, he said, I I just, I can't send you to Eureka High School. But if you insist, (laughs) I'll let you go over to Lafayette. So I said, yeah, that'd be fine. That's next best thing. (laughs) You see, I put my hands into something. Really, it was the will of God for me, probably the will of God for me never to run across this woman. You see, we can get in and mess up God's deal. Is that right? Is that right? So I got in there, I got my way. And I, get, and I go over there and I get, the, I get the student teaching assignment from hell. I mean, this woman was bad fish. It was a bad kettle of fish, not just a bad fish, but a whole kettle. You know what I mean by that? The interesting thing on that is, so I, I made it through and uh, <laughs> I got through and uh, I, got a, I got a job. Uh, she told me on the last day, she said, she said, I'll see to it that you never work in the Rockwood School District. 
something, wasn't it? But 27 years come and go. And now this goes back to a year ago, about 27 years from that day to then. And uh, everything's going fine, doing good, everything's wonderful. All is well, all the needs are met, everything's fine. But I, you know, the only thing I miss about teaching is I miss teaching at Merrimack. I miss teaching at St. Louis Community College. I miss that. I, I like teaching those college classes. I, I miss that. I don't miss teaching junior high. <laughs> but I miss teaching junior college. So I, I really miss that. So I told my wife about a year ago, I said, you know what, I, I'd like to go back and teach. At, at, at St. Louis Community College, I'd like to get back in there and just teach, you know, just, a, just maybe a class or two here or there. I've, I've got some time. I could, could do that. And then she told me, she said, yeah, you know, I just don't, you know, God wants you in the ministry, you know, you know just shouldn't do that. And I said, ah, oh, well, what's it going to hurt, you know? I, and, 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 but on the inside, have you ever known something on the inside? We'll get back to hating people in a minute. But on the inside, every time I went, to, I knew I, I, I'm, I'm not supposed to do that. Do you understand that? But, of course, I wrestled with it, and I, I did what a lot of people do anyway, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to. I called the lady over at, I called the supervisor over at Merrimack, who I knew from years gone back. Now, she was just the opposite of this lady that I did my student teaching for. She's a great blessing to me. She always gave me good assignments at Merrimack in the junior college. I called her on, or I emailed her, and I said, you know what, I'd like to teach a class maybe class or two, you know, throughout the year. She said, I'll do everything I can do to, to help you. And she knew nothing of this lady that I did my student teaching for. You know, she, they didn't know, knew nothing. So all the time I'm doing it, I know that God doesn't want me back teaching. I'm, I'm supposed to stand behind a pulpit, not behind a desk. But I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. You know, what's it going to hurt? So I, I emailed the lady at Merrimack. She comes back. She says, well, we'll help you do something. We'll, we'll get you something. So in the process of time, this is about a year ago, I get an email saying, you know, we've got, we, unfortunately, because we're all booked up with teachers, we don't have a class for you to teach. But we could use an assistant. You know, somebody to assist. And so I got to looking at the teachers, not at Rockwood anymore, but now this lady that I did my student teacher for at Rockwood, she's since retired, and guess where she teaches? Or she teaches part-time now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's St. Louis Community College, and, and it was a while, over at Wildwood. And uh, guess what one of the possibilities was for me to be an aide for And when I saw that there was a possibility that, I, I, you know, I went, where's the cross, you know? So I said, well, Lord, we're going to just stay, we're not going to go teach no more. It's not worth it too great a price. Couldn't you see that 27 years? And I wind right back up there teaching under this lady again. <laughs> Well,
Well, when we put our, get our own hands mixed into things a lot of times. You see what I'm saying? And much we could say, but I have had to deal with hatred for this woman for a long time. Matthew 5.39. I've wanted to get revenge. And, and Have you all ever wanted to get revenge on somebody? Huh? Sure. <laughs> what did I say? Revenge is a dish best served cold. You know what I mean? Get revenge. We'll get back at them. Look at what Jesus says. Matthew 5, 39. I tell you not to what? Resist an evil person. Well, this woman would qualify. (laughs) Not to resist her. What does that mean? That means retaliate against. Seek revenge against. Did you know retaliation? Have you all ever wanted to retaliate against somebody that's done you wrong? You know what I mean, retaliate? Anybody, don't sit there and look at me in that tone of voice now. Come on. Are you human? You like to get somebody back, huh? Is that right? Get them back? Jesus said not to retaliate. You know, retaliation, if you're a note-taker, you might write this down. Retaliation is a function of hate. He said, don't retaliate against an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek... Turn the other to him. Is that right? So, turn the other cheek. I'll tell you a real quick story. Uh, I was playing racquetball one time with somebody and and he hit me a couple of times in the back of the neck and in the shoulder blade and, and, you know, he didn't mean to do it so we're playing racquetball and and he slaps this ball and he hits me right here in the backside and I got angry. I got mad. Have you ever got angry and mad? And I went over and I got up in his face. I never hardly do this. So when I do it, it really throws people off. So what are you doing hitting me there? This is years ago. And I'm right in his face. What are you doing? And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, he said Pastor, he said, turn the other cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I did. I, I backed down and I did. And the very next point, he slept, bangs me. It was an accident, but he got me on the other side. <laughs> so are we supposed to be a punching bag for the world? No, listen to me. When people do you wrong and they do you ill and you want to retaliate, and you want to get revenge and you're tempted to hate them. Jesus said, don't do that. We're not to be a punching bag for the world. What are we supposed to do? Turn thee. Do what? Turn thee. And you know, the Lord got this through to me years ago, you know, because I was, you know, Lord, I mean, these people have done, they've, they've done this to me. They've done that to me. Let me retaliate. Let me say something. Let me do something. No, 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 no. I said, well, they're just going to keep punching on me and saying stuff about me. No, 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 no. I learned this. He got this through to me. Turn the other cheek. Because you see, when you turn the other cheek, he puts the boxing gloves on. And he starts fighting your battles for you. But as long as you refuse to turn the other cheek and you want to wear the boxing gloves, so to speak, and you want to fight your own battles, then you're on your own. 
and then he's, not, he's limited in what he can do to help you. But if you'll turn the other cheek and, 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 and refuse to hate, but operate in love, then God will put the boxing gloves on and he'll be able to work on your behalf. And you know what he does sometimes? He'll be able to get in there at where your enemies are concerned, people you're tempted to hate, and he'll get in there because you've turned the other cheek. They see that you're operating in love. And you know, sometimes God will get in there and when he gets done fighting with them, they wind up repenting and getting saved. Isn't that wonderful? How do you say amen to that? And then there's sometimes... If they won't repent, I mean, if, if they've truly, if, you, if you've done nothing wrong and, and, and they truly are coming against you and you turn the other cheek, a lot of times they'll get saved, but sometimes they'll fall into great trouble. And the nets that they set for you, they'll fall into their own nets. Did you hear me? Uh, there's a scripture that says we should judge nothing before the time. And I've already, how many of you, if you, you've seen people that have done you wrong, they've come against you, they've said bad stuff against you, and it just seems like they're going up, 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 and, and they're advancing and advancing, and you're going backward, and you've done right, and they've done wrong, and they've done you wrong, but they're advancing, and it looks like you're going backward. Has anybody ever seen that or dealt with that besides me? But you just stay quiet, turn the other cheek, walk in love. And I've, I've watched this. The nets that they've set for me, they fall into their own nets. I said they fall into their own nets. And here's the thing, when they do, we must never take pleasure in anyone's demise. Say amen. amen. And one, time, one day the Lord got this through to me. He pointed this out to me and I got to thinking and he just spoke to my heart. You know, my enemies, those people who have come against me over the years, that lady I did my student teaching for, you know, she never cost me one job. Do you know that? You're never going to teach in a Rockwood school district. Well, I'm glad because if I, I won't get into all that, but because God never wanted me to teach in a Rockwood school district, I won't get into that. But you know that woman, she never kept me from earning one penny. She never hurt me. She never hurt me in any way, shape, form, or fashion other than those four months of, of hell that I had with her. You understand, I don't mean literal hell, but you understand what I'm talking about. Other than that, she's not, she's not scathed me. You understand that? And other people over the years that have done me wrong, they haven't cost me one penny, not one dime. They haven't hurt. The only thing they've done is hurt my feelings. I remember our granddaughter, our oldest granddaughter, one day when we were building this building, she was about, I don't know, two, three years old and I'm holding her and there's, there's mud all around here and Diane's standing in the front and I got this little two, three-year-old girl and... And she wants to play in the mud. And I said, no, you can't. I said, and I wanted to walk around the building. You know, there's mud out here at the time. And so I picked her up in my arms and she wanted to go with me, but she wanted to walk, you know. And, and I said, no, you, I'm going to carry you. She wants to wa- walk. And I know I'm going to carry you. And so I carry her around the building and we got here into the back and I'm slopping in the mud and she wants down. And I said, no, you can't, you can't, you can't get down. And so she starts crying and she's crying I'm holding her we come around this way we get up to the front when I get up to the front she really starts crying and Diane's looking at me and I'm holding this kid and she's crying she's and then she says she says about me she says he hurt me he hurt me and I'm thinking, and Diane's looking at me, and, like, and, and, and I said, I said, and she says to her, to the little girl, she said, what do you mean he hurt you? She says, 
he hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, if our feelings is all that gets hurt, we're not in too bad a shape. I said, if feelings is all that gets hurt, we're not in too bad a shape. If you're going to make it in this world, you're going to have to have thick skin. And if people are going to talk about you, they're going to come against you, they're going to do you wrong. But if, the fe- if your feelings is all they hurt, you're in pretty good shape. And get over it. Amen? Can you say amen? amen? I don't want to go on too much longer. We could show from the word of God that, that there's some dangers of hate. You could read 1 John some, sometime and you'll see some of the dangers of hate. One of the dangers is, is that if you hate people, you're going to wind up losing your way and walking in darkness. If you're a note taker, you ought to write that down. Another thing that costs us a danger of hate, you can find this in 1 John, is that the Bible says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. You're accompanied with them. It's dangerous to hate. Say amen. Amen. I don't want to walk in darkness. I don't want to lose my way. I don't want to be accompanied with murderers. Do you? You getting anything out of this today? I'm not boring you, am I? Just a few more things as I close, you know. I think about our greatest example, Jesus. He's the Lord and Master and he's our example. And you know, he had every reason to hate, but he never hated, did he? He always forgave. Did you know forgiveness is a function of love? Just like retaliation is a function of hate, forgiveness is a function of love. You know, Jesus was despised and rejected by men. The Bible says that his hometown friends and fellow synagogue or church members rejected him. The people where most of his mighty works were done rejected him. His own brothers in his earthly ministry rejected him. There's a time his mother thought he was crazy. John the Baptist who once said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world at another time said, Are you the one we're looking for or is there someone else? How many of you know that must have hurt Jesus, but he never hated? At one point, most of his disciples and followers walked away from him. And then his closest disciples walked away and even Peter denied him three times. You know, that must have hurt Jesus, but he never hated. The crowd, when he was, cru- when he was standing before Pilate, remember what they cried out? They said, crucify him, crucify him. Is that correct? And even hanging on the cross, there were two thieves which reviled him. The one repented, the other didn't. But Jesus, in the midst of it, he never hated. The one disciple that betrayed him by the name of Judas, there in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus didn't hate him, but called him friend. And when Jesus hang on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth, and the crowd is mocking him and making fun of him, and saying, if you're really the son of God, come down from the cross, and all of that, remember that? And in that moment, Jesus could have hated, but he didn't. He said, Father, what? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgiveness is a function of love. And I just feel impressed of the Spirit of God to say this. There is a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Is that right? You better listen to me now because this will help you because there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Did you know that God has forgiven mankind their sin? Is that right? but we're not reconciled to him until we repent of our sins and receive Jesus. Is that right? 
And the same thing is true in your relationships with people. Have you ever had somebody that they hurt you and they just keep hurting you and, and, and then you, you forgive them all right, but then they haven't changed and you let them back in and then the same blasted thing happens again. Is that right? And then you, how many can relate with me now? And then you go on down, because we're supposed to be Christians and, and we are and we're supposed to forgive people and we should, but there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Did you hear what I just said? And I tell you what, I wish I had a dollar for every time that, that you know, somebody did me wrong. They hurt, and I believe in turning the other cheek. This, I'm not talking about turning the other cheek. In fact, I am talking about turning the other cheek. There is a difference between forgiveness. When you turn the other cheek, you're forgiving them. But if somebody's just going to keep battering you, they, there's not reconciliation. Did you get what I just said? There, in, in other words, you know, they do you wrong, they do you wrong, and then, and then they're not going to change but then when you don't buddy up with them, they'll say, well, you're a Christian and you ought to forgive and you ought to, is that right? And we should, but then but because then we don't understand there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, then we get, let them back in close to us and what do they do? They do it again, is that right? There's a couple of people in, in, in my life, in Diane's life, in our life, there's a couple of people that, that folks have looked in and they say, well, well you know, why don't you have anything to do with those folk anymore? Why won't you associate with them? Why, why? And then they accuse us, there's just a couple of them, but they accuse us of being non-forgiving. Well, let me give you the, our side of, of the, if you knew the story, most of you don't, but if you, look, we've, we've, we've forgiven these folk, but look, every time we let them back in over the last 20 some odd years, when we let them back in, they hit us with the same knife. You know what I'm talking about? And after being knifed about 25 times, we're, you got to at last we forgive them, we love them. But you know what? I'd rather love somebody from a distance than hate them up close. Is that right? Because they don't want to change. Can you say amen? If there's a woman that, that the husband's beating her, lady, you ought to let him, you should, I mean, one time's enough and, and, and you forgive him, but you don't live with him until he's repented for real. Can you say Amen. You don't stand there and let him keep beating on you. Is that, you understand that? That's an extreme example, but there's people, I mean, there's one guy I'm thinking of. Every time we let him back in, man, he sticks us. And, and, and so finally, the Lord finally spoke to us and said, no more contact. That's it. See, if you don't understand, say, well, is that really the Lord? What about forgiveness? What about love? See, you don't, there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. We have forgiven that man, but until he changes and stops knifing us when we let him in close, he's not getting in there no more. Because he can you say amen? amen? Now you hate him. No, I don't hate him. I'm just cho- choosing to love him from a. You okay with me? Yes. You all right? Yes. Are you sure you're okay? Yes. Now I'm going to close this. Go to Romans five five. That right there was enough worth coming for. I believe in loving people, forgiving people, but you know, there comes a point when if folks aren't going to change you, they're just going to keep knifing you. You just have to love them from a distance. And if they change, then we'll reconcile and go right on and be buddies. Can you say amen? You okay? Now, hope does not disappoint, Romans 5, 5, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by who? The Holy Spirit who was given to us. 
Somebody says, well, I can't love like Jesus. A Christian say this. I can't love like Jesus. Well, the love of God has been what? Poured out in our hearts by who? The Holy Spirit. Now think about Scrooge that we looked at at the beginning. He was affected by how many ghosts or how many spirits? Three. Past, present, future. He was affected. He yielded to them. And we saw him singing, I hate people. But after he yielded to to those spirits, to those ghosts, at the end, he's going around singing, I like life. Life likes me. Is that right? Well, I tell you what, if you're a person here today and you have trouble and and you hate people, let the Holy Ghost, I'm talking you're a Christian. The Holy Ghost is in you. Uh, Yield to him. And if you have trouble hating people, yield to him. And you won't have trouble hating them, but, but you won't have to go around singing, I hate people, but rather you'll go around singing what I love people. Can you say amen? Amen. Strange quote to end this with today from a, person that I've never quoted before. Richard Nixon, in his farewell speech to his staff in 1974, just after he resigned the presidency, made this statement, and it has affected me greatly. Listen to it. I'm not supporting him or coming against him. I'm just saying the man made a statement and it has affected me greatly. Here's what he said. Others may hate you, but those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And then you destroy yourself. Others may hate you, But those who hate you don't win unless you hate them. And then you destroy yourself. Stand with me if you would. Praise God. Hallelujah. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you've never repented of your sins, made him the Lord of your life. There'll be some men and women standing up here in the front when we dismiss in just moments. You come up, make him the Lord of your life. You'll miss hell, make heaven. He'll make your life better. Do that if you need to before you leave today. Then there's others of us. We're already saved. We know Jesus is our savior. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I believe that there's something in this message that is, that's spoken to everybody in this room. There was something in here that everybody could have gotten something out of. I've learned in preaching over the many years that, that, that 